The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Let's get bitchless. See, we actually do know what we're talking about. <laughs> I wore that f***ing tiara in t- until like four in the morning. Shut up, Nathan. Oi. Debbie DiMancesco with Mitchell's Private Podcast. How's it going? I'm here with my co-host, Nathan Venn. Oi. 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 <laughs> and my producer, Carrie Tabaski. Hello. Oi. Oi. Oi again. Dave, yes. Where's the horn for you, Dave? There, there it is. There we go. <laughs> and today we are talking with Jason Drake, the very funny author of You Stay Classy Wedding People. Like, I can't even with this, you guys. This is such a treat today. Jason has been a wedding videographer since 2005 and wrote this hilarious book in an attempt to educate future newlyweds in what not to do. Something that we try and educate on the show all the time. I think that's how you got started, Dave, I think right? that's how I got started. <laughs> I was a little... Bitchier, so I'm used to people not liking me at the beginning. Um, through the detailed anecdotes, pop culture references, and his offbeat sense of humor, you will have no choice but to learn and enjoy the ride, Bridie. So I'm anxious to learn everything I can about how and why Jason authored this book. So without further ado, please welcome Jason Drake. Yay! Yay! Yay. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, we're so happy and, uh, to have you. Were those Australian oys you guys were saying earlier? No, those Oi. were Jewish oys. Jewish oys. <laughs> yeah. They're they're Jewish. I'm I'm Jewish behind my big fat DeFrancesco name. So every now and again an oi slips out. <laughs> oi. 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 Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. Well, listen, we on season two of Bitchless Bride the Podcast, we are definitely on a mission to like for our audience to understand that marriage is more important than the wedding. And even though we all love a good party, that being said, I'm thinking we can learn a lot about this sediment from you. So tell me about your book. Why did you write it? What's the main takeaway you want wedding people to absorb from your book? Well, thank you. Uh, my book is called East Day Classy Wedding People, and it actually has many objectives. Uh, for one, it's a, it's a flat-out comedy. I'm doing material because I just I like being funny. Uh, I think it comes from my upbringing as I'm half Irish, half sarcastic on my mother's side. <laughs> and I've been a videographer since 2005. And so many times I've actually been thrown into the mix having to do things to kind of save the wedding from going over the edge of the cliff. And it's such a shame to see people spend so much money and to have things crash and burn because of little things they didn't think about. And so I just, I thought maybe I could help people. Oh, but I, but I, I love how you do it. Like you said, like you want to help people, you do it and you're, you're like fucking hilarious. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> Thanks. But, but it's true. And like, it's, you write a book with like a grain of salt, you know, you're like, you're like, listen. And, and I, 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 as somebody who is very straightforward, I think it's very important that we definitely, definitely try and learn in a way that's funny and that will grab people's attention because I don't really learn in ways that are very serious anymore. <laughs> I can't, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're serious, I'm kind of done with you. But, no, but I like it. Why did you write it? So, like, you wanted to help people. Pretty depressing. <laughs> and, you know, I didn't want to just do that. It's like, I want this to be fun. I've read self-help books and it's like you're in school again. 
Exactly. And it's like, ugh. And, and, and yeah, you just zone out. So I wanted this to be a fun, funny thing to do that you can also learn from. And don't you find that when people find out what you do, one of the first things they say is like, oh, I bet you could write a book about it. Yeah, and that's actually another reason why this came about. At every wedding, all the vendors and I would be seated at the same table for dinner, and we would swap our crazy stories. So every time I tell my story, people would laugh. And not just to be content on doing that, I would add voices, jokes, and really dress up my story, and people would laugh more. Inevitably, somebody would say, oh, they should write a book. And, well, you know, I did. <laughs> I'm th- That's impressive because, you know, it's funny. A few years ago, I took some time off. Uh, I kind of like let down all like you know gave away all my clients and had an open schedule and I was going to write a book and actually that's when I met Nathan and then a venue called and needed some extra help and they needed somebody who kind of knew their way around a wedding here and there and asked me to help them well they were short a few staff members and that's how I met Nathan but I'd set that chunk of time aside to write my book which I haven't written which I will write one day. I'm, I'm on this mission. But I understand because I feel like anytime I tell anybody what we do, and same with Nathan, is, you know, they're, 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 ugh, first they'll be like, oh my God, are you like J-Lo? Oh my gosh, it must be so much fun. Oh my God, you have like fucking <laughs> unicorns and rainbows shooting out of your butt. Like this, like seriously, like every day. I mean, I kind of do. But <laughs> you do. You know, it's, it's funny you mention that because I am a walking encyclopedia on movies and re- movie references. And I cram pretty much most of my knowledge into this book. And I must have referenced J-Lo at least several times. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> I know you did. But but it's so funny. But that's the picture that I feel like people people get. Like, you know, she's walking with her walkie-talkie and she's doing all these things. And, like, she opens up her coat and she's got Q-tips and nail clippers and, like, you know, tape and all this weird shit. And then, but you know what, where J-Lo really fucked up is that she, like, broke up the marriage and ran away with the groom. I mean, no one really talks about that in that movie, but (laughs) that's a whole other thing. Um, But one thing that's very important that I definitely want to touch on uh, as far as I think you and I see eye to eye, and I love what you said about scheduling in your book. So I'm a huge advocate and having a solid wedding schedule, but ignoring the time. So what I mean is not totally ignoring it, but considering the order of events instead of the time in which they happen. So I've, I've written a million articles about how timelines are more guidelines and that we need to adjust the way we, we think about the wedding day and think about time on the wedding day. Can you tell our listeners, because you had some juicy tales in your book about scheduling and sometimes it's too tight of a timeline, you don't give yourself any you know, breathing room, or like, like I've had one bride who I she swore she wouldn't wear a fucking watch. She swore. And, you know, a lot of the dresses have pockets now. And we were running 10 minutes late for the ceremony, which is pretty normal. And she's like, Deb, we are running late. I'm like, how do you even know? And she pulled a fucking pocket watch out of her <laughs> out of her pocket. I'm not even joking. She's like, my grandfather gave it. I'm like, I thought I took all your watches. Like, so, but let's talk a little bit about time because scheduling and time are very different things. You are so right that people should have an outline and not a timeline. Yes. Uh, what's the famous quote? Life is what happens when you're making plans. Yep. And it's, it's so true for weddings. And what people, one thing people don't think of when they're putting their wedding together is they plan their schedule down to the very minutes. And they don't account for the little things that might throw it off, you know, like traffic, bad weather, uh, people in the wedding party unable to tell time, <laughs> tiny west massive ego disrupting Earth's gravitational pull, you know, the little things. <laughs> so, 
you know, I, I've had so many weddings that, that really were scheduled down to the last minute and they were went off schedule immediately and they would miss the entire cocktail hour. They would miss the photo shoot. They would miss so many things or, or I was unable to get the photo shoot because I had to go to the reception to set up and you spent all this money for me and I took five minutes of photos in the park because you don't know how to make a schedule. When you get that schedule, but it's true because like when you get that schedule, have you ever raised your hand and said, hey, like I'm looking at this, this all looks great, but I'm feeling like you didn't schedule enough time to get from point A to point B or how are we going to get downtown in time and still have pictures? Have you spoken Actually, up? Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing, part of the thing that made me write this book is so many of these problems in weddings, I would say scheduling and speeches are the number one and two issues at weddings and they're preventable a week ahead of time. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to coordinators. I've talked to my boss. I go looking at the schedule. This will never happen ever. <laughs> and they're all, oh, it'll, it'll be fine. Uh, one, one coordinator scheduled a drive from the Congress hotel, downtown Chicago to Irving and Damon and they scheduled a trolley to make that trip in 15 minutes. Oh, my God. I'm familiar, I'm from familiar Chicago. with Chicago. Am, yes. <gasps> you can't go two blocks downtown in 15 minutes, let alone a mile. And on a Saturday. <laughs> and on a Saturday, yeah. So we, we showed up at the church um, 10 minutes before it starts. That's when the bus arrived. By the time I got my gear off, it was starting in like four minutes. Holy I usually shit. need 20 to 30 to set up. And I ended up missing half the vows because I didn't get to do a sound check. Oh I just had to God. just get it up as quick as possible and hit record. And then once the vows started, I realized my secondary microphone uh, wasn't on because I didn't have time to check it. And so I got it on, but we missed five minutes of it. Was and the luckily they were reading their own vows, so it was very special. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Insult to injury. Was she pissed off? Oh, I'm sure they were. Oh, yes, actually they were because... Um, I had been in contact with the coordinator all morning. I said, okay, how are we doing? Okay, it's, it's now an hour till. Maybe we should leave now. And I kept trying to tell them that I need to be there at this time. And, and uh, no, they got it covered. And so not only were they livid about that, but they actually said that I was difficult to work with because I was complaining the whole day. <gasps> and I guess they mistook, they mistook my my concern for not making things on time is complaining. Oh, see, and that's such a and, fine line because you, in a way yeah. you're not like complaining in the, in the typical sense of the word, but you're, you're educating. And I really think that's, you know exactly. what I mean? And that's, that's a huge problem. And, and I think that so many, sometimes, you know, if a, if a bride and groom or groom and groom, bride and bride aren't working with a wedding planner or with a coordinator and they create their own timelines, it's, I think it's fair to raise your hand as a vendor and be like, hey, in my experience, like, because nobody can argue with your experience. You know what I mean? Like, nobody can argue with the fact that, like, hey, I've done this a million times. Let me save you the headache. And well, and, and yeah, and a lot of this stuff is common sense because then they had to drive to her house to take two pictures with her dog. <laughs> and her house is in Wrigleyville. And if you don't know what, why Wrigleyville is called Wrigleyville, because it's by Wrigley Field. And luckily, there was a Cubs game just letting out. And the <laughs> bus driver thought it'd be a good idea to go by the stadium. <gasps> I mean, I, get, I, so, I bet the photographer got some mean pictures of the, the fans, but who gives a shit? Like, come on. Oh, yeah. It was, I mean, it was a fun time. But, you know, in terms of, the, of me doing my job, you know, not so much. And, uh, <laughs> but luckily, here's, here's the one thing about video that people don't realize. They record things as they happen, not as you remember them. 
And a lot of times mm-hmm. when some brides get upset about something, like in this case, they didn't like me voicing my concern about missing things with a bad schedule. They complained to my boss and said I was complaining on the trolley about the day and about them. And it's like, okay, well, let's watch the tape. <laughs> the, uh, the, the bus driver had, on, had the radio on full max volume. And not like the, the really nice, cool, loud full max volume. It was the crackling speakers. Oh, brutal. Um, like <laughs> Billy Corrigan screaming at the top of his lungs kind of loud sound. <laughs> and there was nobody, you couldn't hear anything. And if you see my tape, you'll see no one sitting next to me. So who was I so complaining who said, yeah, to? Who said and you who were could hear me if I did? So that, that's the funny thing. Sometimes, you know, they just, they don't, they're just trying to get, they, they see an opportunity for a refund and they make stuff up. Oh, see, that's bullshit. And then, yeah, and then I can just prove it by watching the tape that you're lying. <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate I that I, you, you even have, have to go through Yeah, that. seriously, like, um, this is, you know I record things. Right. Like, this is forever. Forever. This is why you hired me, people. Uh, see that I, I find that extremely frustrating <laughs> it's like ridiculous and the funny thing is you know I've been doing this so long I can recognize a situation and I will just record it for my own self preservation because I know this will come up yeah it's a cover your for, ass for example <laughs> oh why do you only have eight minutes of general dancing you were there for two hours well yeah nobody danced <laughs> so I will record several minutes of empty dance floor just to cover myself because it's you, you get in these situations enough you know, you can see it happening before it happens. Did you know that I, Deborah D. Francesco, host and founder of Bitchless Bride, do a lot more than just podcasting? I'm a wedding planner, coach, and consultant. I consult with brides all over the country about getting started planning their weddings. Some brides have already envisioned what they want their wedding to be, but could use a little clarity and advice. Others are excited to get married, but feel completely overwhelmed and stuck doing something they're not prepared to do. That's where I come in. I'll help those of you struggling to find your wedding planning center or even just the starting line. If you need a little help, guidance, and a gentle push in the right direction, simply head to bitchlessbride.com, click on Bridal Consulting, and select the coaching session that's best for you. Help is a click or two away. Come on, bridie, let's chat. Again, that's bitchlessbride.com, Bridal Consulting, and voila, your wedding planning made simple. Well, that's why they call them bridezillas too. You know, like that's why, you know what I mean? Because those are like, and, and it's like, do you want to hire me to do my job or do you or, or like, like I don't, I don't pretend to come into your office and try and do your job and tell you what we're doing, you know? But you mentioned something else, the speeches. So Nathan, take question three, because this one makes me so happy. Um, Cause you said something really poignant and this, this, I think we, is Nathan and I are both wedding planners. We've been in the room when these awful speeches happen. And if you want to learn what not to do, don't do this. Yes. I actually give most of the, the stories in the book are story, reference, joke, lesson. But in the speeches chapter, I'm, I'm just flat out saying, do this, do this, don't do this, don't do this. And just some of the many things that I've seen that have uh, taken a wedding off schedule and it, it just it's it still amazes me you know they they have a 20 minute typed 20 minute speech with five typed pages and then they're surprised that everyone tuned them out 10 minutes ago uh, and their emotional what? moment or their punchline just falls on an empty empty room 
What makes because for a no great one, speech? I, I can tell you a great speech. My my all time <laughs> favorite maid of honor speech was at our our recent property that Deb and I hung out at together for a short period of time, and we had a instead of writing my book, uh, <laughs> we had a mother of the bride who read a speech from the maid of honor who was the dog. <gasps> Stop. Oh my god, I it totally remember now. <laughs> Wait, the dog, they didn't do like We are we are in a speech. grand a grand dame ballroom of Boston. Yeah. Oh and there is a bassinet sitting next to the wedding party table. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Nathan. That has the two dogs in it. One is the maid of honor. Oh. And the mother of the bride. Did she not have friends? Reads a two-page speech from the dog. From <laughs> And <laughs> don't do that, Bridie. She, does she know what the dog's thinking? It was not the bride's did fault. The, the bride only it? did the wedding for her parents. I think the bride, I don't even know if the bride was there when the speeches were going on. It was for the parents. Oh, my God. Um, did, the, did the reader do a, the, an accent? Did she do the she, voice of a dog? Surprisingly, no. Surprisingly, she was barking? There was no barking. There was no accent. Um, but it, it, <laughs> like it was sincere was accent, from, it was very sincere is. from the heart. So that that is that is what to do. For sure. For <laughs> sure. Couples out there. Wait, I have so many questions. Yeah. Did the dog plan like the bridal shower? <laughs> no, but they did come to the tasting. The dog came to the fucking oh. tasting. Both, both dogs came to the. Was tasting. it a service you can't dog? Have, the dogs you can't, can't have chocolate. Yeah. The dogs. They did not taste the cake. They didn't. Seriously? No. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Okay, so don't do that. And li- listen, I have two cats, and oh my Nathan, you know what? <laughs> Fuck off. I mean that's so nice. <laughs> Nathan Your hates cats my cats. are not nice. They're okay. long-haired I, and they're not nice. I will put up some pictures of Benny. Benny's the nice one. Rose likes to like give me attention privately. I just got Birdie. I got Birdie about three weeks ago, and she's, and the, she's sweetest the sweetest and cutest cat in the world. She yeah, she really is. She, she is. really is. And Chris is like, why can't we have a cat like Nathan's? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. True story. <laughs> but anyway, side note. So, but Jason, you said like when you mentioned the whole five pages of how the maid of honor met the bride in grade school or some other ridiculously boring story that no one gives. The crap about so that that's kind of like what Nathan was saying like you got the dogs I I think I've mentioned this on the show before I once had a best man speech that was so horrific because it was a very Catholic very like a, like conservative crowd and he literally looked at the parents and thanked them for having sex and I was like oh my god <laughs> oh. oh my god you know your audience. Oh, no you have to know your audience it was like a car wreck like I couldn't like and then I realized too I don't have to stay in the room for this. I can get up. I can <laughs> I can walk away because I'm not unlike the family that unlike has the to family sit there. that's like crying and white knuckled. But but I love what you said. Like you, if if you're a maid of honor and you're giving a speech, it doesn't necessarily have to be like, hey, you can you can reference, hey, I've known so and so since grade school. We've grown up together. This is great. One or two stories done. Five minutes max. Oh my god, like. Uh, it's so frustrating. Not everyone grew up with you. Not everyone knows you. And I, I also think it's interesting when people don't actually introduce who they are. And I think that's something that, that you forget all the time. Hey, I'm the maid of honor. My name's Deb Francesco, And I've known Lori since I was, you know, in grade school. So something like, here's how I fit into the scenario. Keep it short. Keep it sweet. Keep it short. Keep it sweet. And then get a fucking wedding planner to be like, yo, girly. Like, we're behind the scenes doing the cut, cut. <laughs> like, like, come well, on. Here's the thing. It's like, here's the thing. Uh, there's so many things wrong with the grade school speech. You know, for <laughs> one, it's, it's, we don't need the VH1 behind the music of your entire life. And that's usually where you <laughs> can see this is going. You know, if they just said, hey, we met in grade school, here we are. That's one thing. But 
it's usually, this is the start of my biography. <laughs> Sit down and get some popcorn. <laughs> That's a you good know. point. That's exactly well, it. Well, no one's had anything to eat yet. They're yeah, sitting and they're like, there waiting for food to come out. Yep. And we're yeah. waiting on you. <laughs> like, you need to finish your fucking speech so I can get my appetizer. So <laughs> let's move this along. Everyone's getting hangry. <laughs> like, yeah, I had one where there was like eight speeches and it went on an hour. And uh, when they finally finished, there was almost a, a stampede to the bathroom. Oh, that is the yes. worst. And also, it slows down the kitchen. So, I mean, I think there's just yeah. so many... Like, what we, I think, as experienced wedding planners, Nathan and I have always tried to create a schedule where if you do have a lot of people that want to speak, which tends to be something, I would say, for the younger brides, truly, and grooms, and I I think you have to break it up. I think it's important that you, like, maybe do, you know, your parents' welcome toast or whatever it is, have one toast, maybe two, serve the serve the appetizer. Let people have food in front of them. Then you actually have their attention because they're being satiated at the same time. Like that's kind of a big deal. It's all about the schedule though. It's all about breaking things up. And that's when you chime in as a vendor and say, hey, I'm only scheduled till 9 p.m. How about we, you know, that's when you get creative and move things around so things aren't missed. But it, you have to give yourself a little wiggle room. You have to give yourself some time to be able to do these things. And exactly. And no one gives a shit. You mentioned, uh, you know, when, if I'm you sorry. grew up together, <laughs> like, go ahead. You mentioned, you mentioned inappropriate speeches. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. I usually try to tell, tell the maids of honor to, if you could limit your F-bombs to no more than three per speech, that would be good. <laughs> that would be me. Especially when they're holding the hand of their child. <laughs> Listen, I'm a swear. Child holding her hand is crazy. But you know what, though, I'm a swear, and I swear around my kids. But I also know my audience. So, like, you know, I've done a few stints here and there. Like when I was on Yahoo Finance, I, I was on live, and my friends joked, like, "Oh, are you going to know when not to swear?" It's like, yeah, I actually do. I'm also in a client-facing <laughs> role, and I also read my clients. Like, yeah. I know when it's appropriate. A few like, weeks ago at the Four Seasons, you know, you, you you tamed it down just a little. I did just enough. Just enough. I'm still not going to lose myself. <laughs> um, something that well, nobody. What? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Here's the, the the great thing about this book is not only do I tell you what not to do, I actually tell you how to write a great speech. I almost fell over one time. I was at a wedding and the bridesmaid said that she could not find anywhere on the internet how to write a great speech. And um, so I do that. And what? in this book, there is written the greatest speech ever written by me. And I break <laughs> it down in outline form so you could retrofit it to yourself. That's awesome. Thank you. We all thank you for that. And like So it's like a Mad Lib. It's like a <laughs> speech Mad Lib. Yeah. I think that should be a drinking game. Oh my <laughs> god, that would that could be a, who's gonna have the best speech? <laughs> Fill in the blanks. Fill in the blanks of Jason's outline. But you know what? Not everyone can write. You know yeah. what I mean? And no. not and not everyone's comfortable speaking in front of I couldn't of, do it. No. You could do it. Mm. You you could you could muster. I mean only but really you could probably only do it because we've seen so much shit and we know what not to do and we also know the things that like people want to hear and like oh is there food coming because I want to you know I want it sooner rather than later but um, shouldn't some people just not write if you can't write just like go up with a like a like one story or two stories you're going to tell yeah, and exactly. just tell it and don't don't and so therefore in September of 1996 <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I was delighted to find that we were in the same chemistry class or whatever like <laughs> and chemistry sucks I'd be like chemistry sucked and, and that girl got me through it <laughs> yeah and that's actually what I do in the book is, is I break down my speech like there's a Bruder film into several segments and then you can put it in 
you put your own story in. There's story, story, joke, emotional moments, punchline, <laughs> <story>, joke, <laughs> applause. Done. But no, but that's so smart, and it keeps you keeps you going. Um, it was funny. There was a part in your book that where you said something that nobody tells you is just how common it is for people to pass out at your wedding, and I think that's surprising for for brides. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And sometimes it's even the bride because you also mentioned, and this is so true, that sometimes it's because of how little they've had to eat and how much they've had to drink, and then coupled with an extraordinarily hot weather and just the overall adrenaline flowing through. So I. I think we need to share some tips with our brides. And I mean, I, I need people to eat. I always say that. I always make sure, you know, have something. Don't need some, don't start trying new foods on your wedding day, but eat something with carbohydrates. Even if you haven't had them in a little while, right? Because you're trying to get in that dress. I understand. I get it. But you also have a very long, very emotional day that's packed with adrenaline as well. And you want to throw some hot weather into that. You are basically writing your own ticket to pass out. And it's, it's unfortunate. And sometimes, and like you said, it might not even be her, but it's like, I've had photographers. I, I mean, I, I, when I read that, I was like, oh, my God, that's totally right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, how common is, is someone passing out? Well, how common is Kanye West saying something stupid? It happens <laughs> all the time. <laughs> that's a good point. And I always try to give advice. You know, you should eat something like a, a mini taco, an eight-pound steak. You know, <laughs> just get something in your stomach. And at least, you know, don't do eight shots of vodka before the ceremony. Oh, I know. We've had that too. I had one Ugh. I had one groomsman do that. And during the ceremony he did a face plant <gasps> on the stairs. Oh my god, I need that video. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have and it's that? Funny you mention that because uh, most of my stories, I, I didn't know I was writing a book at the time, so I didn't save the video. But th this one may or may not be saved, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> and in slow motion. Oh, <laughs> that yes. is amazing. But yes. yeah, this, this, he, he fell right on his face on the stairs in the middle of a song during the ceremony. <laughs> Some people rushed over, took him out. The referee said, play on. Um, all the groomsmen took a step to the left, and the uh, the ceremony never stopped. <laughs> and he woke up the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, where the fuck am I? But it, it is. Well, yeah, I, I had one ceremony or one uh, reception that started an hour late because the bride was passed out after having thrown up before um, after the photo session. Oh, my God. And they were in real danger of, of, of not serving stuff. I or, love Chicago. Or serving it without I really her. love she Chicago. Was oh, please. Like, that shit doesn't happen in Boston, New York, L.A., everywhere else. You know where this happens all the time? Arizona. Oh, yes, Nathan Arizona. Nathan loves Arizona. Uh, <laughs> Jason, I, I would love to know, for, for our brides, grooms, couples out there um, that are just kind of starting the planning process and they're looking at videographers, what what should they be looking for or asking? What, what kind of differentiates them? They should be looking for my phone number. <laughs> if, if they're not in um, Chicago. If that's unavailable, um, <laughs> that was a good I would line. see... Thanks. I would see their portfolio. Uh, just communication is the key for all of this. You know, what are you offering me? What are you going to do? Just keep asking tons of questions. And if they can't answer them or, or don't want to answer them, then that's, that's a red flag. Uh, the vendor should be able to answer any and all questions you have and, and make sure you're happy before we even start. That's a, but that's, that's I, such I a good one, point. I, yeah. Happiness before I you start or you should fire the bride. A, I had one lady hire me for a quinceanera. 
and she was expecting one video and she got another one and she was livid at me and in, in, in our company and gave us all these bad reviews. But the bottom line was what she was ordering was not what we were told she wanted. She didn't communicate what exactly she was expecting. And so I shot it like I normally shot it, but she wanted something else. But either she didn't communicate it to the office or the office did not communicate it to me. And uh, we, we had a miss. You know, and that's common. And, and it seems to be the theme. Season two is all about communication on this podcast. Like it, it, it truly that has come up pretty much in every single interview that we've had thus far and on every podcast that we've done. So Thank you for saying that. And, and Friday, if there's anything you're going to take away, I mean, these are funny anecdotes. And I mean, I hope you've learned a lot from Jason today. You should pick up his book. It's called You Stay Classy, Wedding People. And it's by Jason Drake. It's awesome. It's just funny. And it's a fun read to actually learn, you know, like kind of the do's and don'ts of planning your wedding. And, and there's some really good pieces of advice in there. And it's I enjoyed it. I thought it was super funny. Um but we we really want you to communicate with your SIG others and with your vendors and pretty much anyone who will listen, you should talk to in a nice, kind, respectful way. Right? <laughs> All right. Absolutely. Well, Jason, you are a rock star. Oops, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. If I could just add real quick, the, the book is available on Amazon and, and I'm also on Facebook. Nice. So that's so how you find it. If anybody wants to learn things. You can find me there. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being here. We so appreciate it. Thank you, Jason. Yes. Thank you for having me. It was great. Awesome. And so, guys, you can find me at bitchlessbride.com. Hello at Bitchless Bride. And Instagram, Facebook is all Bitchless Bride. We want to hear all your stories. We want Dear Bitchless. We want everything from you. So please communicate with us. We (laughs) want it. We need to be communicated with. Anyway, hope you enjoyed. Have an awesome day. Peace. Bye.